Many years ago, on a very young planet somewhere within the western arm of the spiral galaxy known as the Milky Way, some fish-like creatures managed to grow legs. They weren't particularly strong legs, and they didn't need to be either. They only needed to serve one purpose, and one purpose only, to carry these recently amphibious beings for a quick stroll. This was life's second mistake. What was the first mistake? We don't know. But we do know what the 463rd trillion, 666 billion, 903rd million, 467,487th mistake was. <laughs> to understand where this mistake took place, we need to zoom in on a small planet known as Earth. And to zoom even further into the farthest reaches of North America, into a desolate land we call Toronto, Canada. <laughs> in a very small, tiny YMCA in what seems to be the middle of nowhere, we find our hero, Paris Dawkin, slowly but surely falling asleep at his desk. For not many people arrive at the YMCA. If they do, it's the occasional older adult to potentially use a treadmill for about 10 minutes and then sit down for a drink of water. We see Paris Dawkins slowly falling into sleep and dreams begin to take hold. Paris, what do you see? What does Paris dream of? Paris probably sees it's all in a like chalk-drawn cartoon. But we see Paris as a baby, and then we see two people who are obviously Paris's parents. But then water smears on the dream, and the chalk fades, and then those parents are replaced with white parents. Then white parents lift up the chalky Paris baby and raise him until he's a full adult, and obviously they can't carry that weight, so they drop him. They drop him straight into a graduation outfit, and then a graduation cap falls on his head, and then the chalk gets washed away again, and Paris is in front of a bunch of kids giving talks on how to be a better person, and then like one of the kids spit wads Paris, and then he sees a woman, and she like walks by, and then when Paris's attention is the other way, he turns around to a very realistic version of a dream, where he sees himself falling forever. As Paris is falling forever, you can see his body sort of turn from facing down into a bottomless pit, and he's facing up, and as he turns up, he sees in front of him a large blob? It's a, he can't really quite tell what the, the figure is, but as he looks up, slowly that amorphous mob starts to come closer and closer, and it starts to make out as like a an oval shape and then slowly he's finding out that the oval shape has 
fins, and from the top of the hole that he is falling from, you can see the amorphous mob, and all of a sudden it says, Dude, I'm hungry! And that's when you wake up, and right in front of you is one of your older residents. And you know this guy. This is... <laughs> this is Mr. Jenkins. Mr. Jenkins is here because... Typically, his, his treadmills are a little too sweaty for what he likes, and he's here to complain about that. Oh, um, hey, Mr. Jenkins. Um, I'm sorry. I'll go. I'll go and wipe down your machine in uh, just a second as he's wiping the sleep out of his eyes. Time and time again, son. I walk here. I go into the gym at my needs are never met. Paris is going to, like, look through Mr. Jenkins out of the window of his office to look at the treadmills and how there's nobody on them, but there are, like, six treadmills, and he still keeps on picking the same one that only one person has used that day. Um, and then he's going to turn back to Mr. Jenkins. Um, I'm real sorry about that, Mr. Jenkins. I promise I'll be on it in just a second. How old are you, young man? Um, I'm... Almost 30. I'm 29, sir. Are you planning to spoil your life away, wiping down treadmills, or should I say, lacking thereof, for the rest of your life? No. You know what? No. And he's going to push by Mr. Jenkins, and then he's going to walk past the treadmills, and then he goes out of frame, but then he comes back and then wipes down the treadmill because he can't leave it dirty. Uh, but, <laughs> but then he's going to walk out of the YMCA and take a big breath of that cold Toronto air. As you're walking out, you see a uh, you see a small kid. That's obviously, you recognize this kid. He's part of the uh, youth group that hangs out there. Um, the uh, They have like youth group programs, like swimming programs and stuff. And this is little Timmy. And little Timmy says, where are you going, Mr. Dawkins? <laughs> I'm gonna make something of my life, Timmy. Are you gonna leave us forever, Mr. Dawkins? And then at that, <laughs> Paris is gonna get really dejected, uh, slump his shoulders, and then walk back into the YMCA. <laughs> as you walk back, in, as you walk back into the YMCA, Mr. Jenkins is still there. He says, "Crawling back, are we?" I don't want to hear it right now, Mr. Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> and we start to pan out of the land we know as Toronto, Canada, and we pan out even further to the continent of North America, and pan back out into the farthest reaches of space. As we can see, we see a small metallic ball we might call the hero's ship known as the soul of silver and it's hurtling towards what we humans call earth we pan inside the soul of silver and we find that ab fringle and the achu unit known as usher one two three nine are having a fight about a recent lost pet that seems to be inhabiting the ship somewhere but it seems like A.B. Fringle never knows where this being is. A.B. Fringle, do you want to discuss um, exactly the anatomy of yourself? Because A.B. Fringle is not a human. They are an alien of another planet, the planet Exala. Yes, they have three legs and one arm. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> and 
and this guy's the pilot? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, yeah. Only need one arm to fly, boys. out of your chest? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a genius when it comes to this kind of stuff, so, yeah. I mean, uh, Exali and ships require zero arms, actually. They don't, you don't even need to use your arms, but they, for this ship, I do, so. What, do you have, uh, like, a normal head, or...? <laughs> yeah, otherwise it's yeah, normal. It's he? just, like, 70s sci-fi, so... They didn't really shell out for this alien for every episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dennis had a good question. What color is he? Orange. Perfect. And, uh, Nick, do you want to describe uh, the the make of Echu, or otherwise known as Usher 1239? All Echu units are designed to be efficient. So they are... Geometric shapes. In this case, a rectangle. <laughs> and <laughs> he has uh, he has long uh, legs that extend or retract, um, and they're they're sort of cut, like look like a vacuum tube. Uh, and his arms are the same way, and they come to uh, metal claw points, but the claws can be retracted for any weapons that the Echu unit might need. He also has a tiny little backpack on his back um, for <laughs> utility um, that, that has various items that an Echu unit may need, um, and also has its calibration on the back of it. Um, though an Echu unit, once designed and operational, will never need maintenance ever again. Um, it, uh, it, it, at the top of uh, the rectangle, you see two large uh, fishbowl-sized eyes um, that are uh, <laughs> purely decoration. Um, it's not actually his eyes, um, but inside the fishbowls, you see floating uh, googly eyes uh, <laughs> that, that form the, uh, the two units. Uh, you know, the, that's the extent of the design the designers went with. They were like, we should make it look human in some way, you know, make it make it friendly. Uh, we don't want people to be scared before they die. Um, and so, and then below the googly eyes, there's like a big um, uh, hatch um, that is like a slightly different metallic color than the rest of the rectangular body. Um, and that hatch um, opens up and uh, is allows the, the unit to dump in the... Uh, the uh, organic material that it is harvesting, um, usually a, f- a full human being, um, and throws them inside the hatch and grinds them up. <laughs> <laughs> that is perfect. It seems as if A.B. Fringle has has done it once again. He has managed to be irresponsible and lose his trusted pet once more. Echu, what do you have to say to him? Usher 1239 does not understand the point of keeping a pet if you will not take care of it. I've done it once again. I know exactly where it is. I just haven't found out yet. Usher 1239 worries for the safety of this creature. I know where I can find. I know it is a... Space monkey cat. But we wouldn't call it that. It's just a monkey cat to us. It's an Exalan monkey cat. If we do not find it quickly, I fear for its life. I'll look around. Alright, so uh, we look around and we notice that the um, uh, Soul of Silver ship is... Uh, the deck itself is huge. You'll notice that there is a small living room type area with a very large uh, television. Um, and that is, uh, if you're facing away from the control panel, the control panel is vast. 
is very it's just filled with blinking buttons things that say don't touch and other things but in the center of the control panel it's a very large blue button that is glowing this is what we will call the infinite improbability drive we will find out what this does later i know what we have to do we can find it because i'm amy fringle and i can do it i'll press this one (laughs) (laughs) which button are you pressing the blue button (laughs) You're pressing the infinite improbability drive? If it can make me find my monkey cat. (laughs) It can't, but you've already pressed it. So I think when we return to normality, it'll be in this cabin. So we won't even have to go and bring it back. It'll just be here somewhere. All right. Well, you're pressing the improbability drive. I need you to roll a D100. All right. There we go. All right. I got a 73. A 73. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, as you press the improbability drive button, you'll notice that the ship begins to to shake and shake and shake and shake. And all of a sudden, everything goes white. And as everything goes white, you'll notice that the inside of the ship doesn't look the same as it used to be anymore. Usher, one, two, three, nine. It seems you are wearing a, a... a, a bright blue button-up shirt somehow. <laughs> and uh, you've got a, a kind of mullety hair. Um, and you're looking at a window in what seems to be a New York-style apartment. You'll notice that there's a, a living room with several, like, couches, and there's a kitchen. And next to the kitchen is a door. And you're looking out the window of this uh, New York-style apartment. And uh, A.B. Fringle, you're going to come in wearing uh, a uh, also a button-up shirt, but with a bunch of crazy geometric patterns all over it. And all of a sudden, you're just going to hear above you, I'll swing open the door. I'll just throw it open and then burst in. Hello, I'm A.B. Fringle. That's what you three nine will slowly turn and say... You're late. <laughs> and I'll say, I'm out. And I'll throw my money on the table. <laughs> Julia loses Dreyfus walks in. But it's just her. <laughs> and she just starts screaming. <laughs> and then Usher1239 says, Is this living? <laughs> <laughs> and I say, of course it's cashmere. And also, and then as, as after after she walks in, the door opens once again, and who could it be? Your Exalian space monkey cat <laughs> walks in dressed as Newman. <laughs> Usher one two three nine wants to know what the deal with Indian food. <laughs> <laughs> And then slowly, slowly things in the apartment start to, um, slowly things in the apartment start to, um, uh, they start to return to normal. You notice that the couches look like the, the seating units that fit in the living room and the, and the soul of silver. And then slowly normality restores. Newman, 
I say, I don't know what that was, but I liked it. <laughs> and as the uh, the probability factor res- returns to 1.1, you hear Freddy, the, the in-flight computer, say, We have normality. Anything that is not normal is not my problem. You see that the uh, your space monkey cat is um, sitting there on the couch. What you didn't realize... Yes. was the consequence of your actions <laughs> of pressing the uh, improbability the improbability <laughs> drive is the soul silver is now hovering over a small building you look outside and you notice you guys notice that below you you see a uh, letters large letters um, on a on a building that spell out in Human letters Y M C A. Usher one two three nine wonders. Where are we? I try and re- I read the front of the building, and I'm like, I can't make it out. It's some sort of strange writing. Shall I terminate the spider cat before <laughs> it has caused us problems? No. Shall I exterminate this planet, or shall I wait? A millennia. Uh, maybe. I I go outside. Well, I'll we have to, to land outside. the ship first, so we're gonna. Um, I'm gonna have you um, roll for lasers. <laughs> Is there? Can I? Can I go on the roof of the ship? Yeah, while we're you could do that. Uh, do no, so you don't have to go to roll, uh, roll to get on top of the ship. So you're on top of the ship. Um, you're gonna start to notice um, a bunch of Earthlings um, running frantically into their cars. And uh, as people are starting their cars, you're starting to hear a lot of Nico and the Velvet Underground as people um, start their cars up. And people left their uh, things, their uh, radios way too loud. And someone, as they're, as they're <laughs> leaving, you can hear in the car, the car's rushing away and you can hear as loud as you can. I'm leaving on a jet plane. Don't know when I'll be back again. Uh Denver. <laughs> no, this is the uh, Paul, Mary, and um, that's that's that oh, okay. cover version. Peter, Peter, <laughs> yeah, Paul, exactly. Mary. Um, I think. Uh, what What do you want to do next, uh, Ab Fringle? I want to yell back to um, to Usher and into the ship so they can get this info, and I want to say, "Oh, there's a bunch of beings. They're they're." They're trying to move into rectangular prisms. Maybe they have, maybe they have robots here. I should like to meet more of my kind. <laughs> okay, so I'll go inside right, so we can so land. We're gonna have to land the ship. Um, so that is going to be a lasers roll. So let's see here. All right, so uh, you, so this is gonna, essentially is just testing this. So um, you get one dice immediately. Are you prepared to land the ship? Actually, no. I would say I'm expert, but I'm not prepared because I've never been to this planet. So. All right. So you get two dice, two d6. What'd you get? So my number is four. One of them one is. One of them's a four. Uh, four. One of them's four, and one of them's two. Yeah, and this is lasers. Yes. And this is yeah. So th- so they both are successes. Okay. I guess. So you got. So you actually got laser feelings um, for <laughs> for landing this ship. Um, so. <laughs> As you're landing, and you, this is the best landing you've ever done. Like it, you don't, you don't scratch a single car. You like you, it's like you park in a parking spot at this YMCA. Um, and yeah. you actually get to have uh, a question if you want to ask a question about what's going on or something like that. Or you can, you can. Uh, I'll let you have a hold too if you'd like. I'll ask 
who's behind this? <laughs> who's behind this? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> About yes. specifically how you got here or why you're here? No, um, the people running into their cars and things that I'm seeing from these human beings. <laughs> So essentially, um, you start to notice uh, that the reason why people were leaving in the first place, because they would, there's no way if they were in the YMCA, they would have seen your ship. Um, so, because it's it's a very nimble ship, so it makes hardly any noise as it's flying over. There wouldn't have been any warring or anything like that. Is it seems like the person, there there's a person inside the YMCA that's causing a lot of ruckus that potentially may have lost their shit. So, um, would you like to go inside the YMCA? Yeah, so I'll leave the ship and uh, breathe in the cold Toronto air, and then I'll go inside of the YMCA, because it looks uh, like that's... Usher 1239 wants to call after you. Shall I accompany you? Yeah, we'll make a day of it. Has this planet seen a droid of my kind before? Probably, I don't know. Let's do it! I was just going to try and follow <laughs> slowly. We pan inside the YMCA and we notice that Paris Dawkin is attempting to calm down Mr. Jenkins, who is causing such a ruckus. Such an older adult, you wouldn't think they'd be able to cause the damage that they did, but he in fact is turning treadmills over. He's he's turned four of them over and he has two left. <laughs> <laughs> What do you say to him, Paris? Uh, uh, Mr. Jenkins, I need you to put down both of the pull cues you have sharpened into improvised weapons. All right. Never! I will get my way! Uh, Mr. Mr. Jenkins, the three o'clock free swim has just started. You know, this is the busiest point. Mr. Jenkins is just, it's, he's, a, he's like attempting to like, he's like puncturing with his uh, sharpened pool cues. He's like puncturing the exercise balls. There's only, <laughs> there were, there's only a couple left. Um, and he looks at you and he says, you're next. <laughs> All right. Well, lucky, luckily for Paris, um, he's a huge fan of the current movies going on. Right now, which are black exploitation movies, <laughs> so he's picked up a little Perfect. bit of kung fu. So, just so a uh, for this one, I'm gonna have to, uh, I'm gonna have to have you. We're gonna do, we're gonna do lasers for this one. Um, actually, no, we're gonna do feelings because I feel like you need to remember. Um, you have to, you have to trust your confidence and your kung fu skills. Um, so. Go ahead and uh, are you prepared to fight this older adult? <laughs> no, I was not expert? ready for this today. <laughs> you are definitely I'm not, not an, an expert. expert All right, I'm going to have you roll 1d6. Ooh, baby. You got a four. I got a Hang four. On, let me just double check. Oh, oh, you did it. Yeah. So one die succeeds. So you are going to, you're going to barely manage it. So you're going to go over there and you're going to like kind of push him to the ground, but in pushing him to the ground, um, he manages to um, throw, like, as you push him to the ground, he manages you to whack you in the head with his, uh, with the blunt end of his uh, pool stick. So you're just going to fall backwards and you're going to kind of uh, 
you're gonna kind of like fall into sort of like a like a haze or whatever. I would I would also really like if Paris fell down onto one of the active treadmills. So he falls and <laughs> oh, then he perfect. gets flung a little from the treadmill perfect. going. So Mr. J so you you are definitely hurt. Like that definitely did not go well. Uh, but Mr. Yeah. Jenkins is down. He's not dead, but he's down. You start to notice that there's a little bit there's a little bit of blood on your on your head. Um, what are you gonna do? He's gonna make sure that his um, high and tight fro is still intact. Um, yeah, but then after checking the blood, um, he's gonna make sure it's his own. <laughs> is it, uh, I think these humans are performing a ritual of some kind. <laughs> so you, they're they're definitely staring through. You know how there's like glass for like the exercise room. They're, they're uh, Ab Fringle and uh, uh, Usher are definitely looking through the glass, just like they watched all of that happen. <laughs> I was just, just like towering over AB Fringle. <laughs> I think I, I think I want to learn about Earthlings. Can I, uh, can I check? Do I have a guide? With me? Uh, yeah, you do. You definitely have the Hitchhiker's Guide. All right, <laughs> you can't say that. I would love <laughs> to look Thanks inside and see what I can learn about Earthlings or oh Earth. shit, yeah. Uh, so they're che- he's checking the guide. No, Hitchhiker's Guide? No way. Um, so I'm gonna have you uh, roll for lasers right now. Yes. Usher one two three nine is gonna try and like look over his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> I think I am. I'm prepared because I brought this with me specifically yes. for this. Yeah. So I'll roll two d six. Yeah, two d six. I guess I'd be an expert, also, and just searching in the guide, right? Um. Yeah. Yeah. You're an expert on the guide. I do that a lot. Sweet. So you got okay, a so five. I got, my number is four. I was trying. I was rolling for lasers. Yeah, you're rolling okay, for lasers. I got two successes. Yeah, perfect. So you just do it well. Um, what exactly do you want to look up? Earthling rituals. Earthling rituals. Perfect. What it says in the guide uh, is exactly this. Rituals to earthlings are extremely important. You'll find that they're mostly dominated by a certain religion, but rituals in themselves are supposed to be quote-unquote fun potentially important but most importantly anxiety producing <laughs> so you've seen so you, basically what the guide has told you is that this is not typical um, violence is typic, not typically a ritual that these uh, humans are supposed to be doing um, but they definitely this is definitely anxiety producing okay uh, I'll try and go inside Okay, so you're going to uh, head inside the um, <laughs> inside the gym. Um, uh, Usher tries to follow, but the door is too small. He's like bumping up against the glass, so he produces a laser from one of his hands and just lasers out one of the panes of glass. <laughs> just lasers out a, a eight foot by eight foot. <laughs> like yeah, eight he's foot able by... to like shrink down his legs enough that he can like fit in. <laughs> it's definitely like that scene from uh, the Grinch who stole Christmas when he's like cutting out the uh, the. You know what I'm talking about? Jim carries the Grinch who stole yeah. Christmas. He's cutting out the glass pane and then he like kisses it to like take it yeah. out. <laughs> so, anyways, you guys walk in there and you guys see uh, uh, you guys see Paris Dawkins laying on the ground with blood on his head. 
Hey there, this is Nick from Control Group. Thank you so much for listening to our incredibly professional and concise productions. While you're listening, we'd appreciate it if you took the time to give us a review, and I'd personally become your new best friend if you shared our podcast with your friends and family. You can follow all of our releases on social media at Control Group Pod. Oh shoot, I think it's back on. Let's get back to listening. That has been a skirmish. A victor has yet to be decided. Oh, I thought it was part of their human religion. I do not know of human religion. I'll look around in the the gym and see. Oh, they have lots of robots here. It's nice in here. I was just going to go try and greet a treadmill. (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to try to talk to the treadmill? Yes, I'm going to use the skills that I've learned of feelings (laughs) and interact (laughs) with this treadmill. (laughs) Alright, I want you to roll for feelings right now. Alright, good. Um, So what are the questions? What is it? (laughs) So, uh, are you you prepared to talk to this treadmill? Yes. Are you an expert in talking to treadmills? No. (laughs) Alright, you're going to roll 2d6. Got a five and a four. Five and a four. Oh, so you have laser feelings. You right. um you talk so well to this this uh <laughs> you talk so fucking well to this um this treadmill. Um it's going to it's gonna to speak to you. Hello world. Hello, lesser being. I am a extraterrestrial humanoid contamination harvester unit. Usher one two three nine. How are you this fine evening? I have to say I'm quite put off now that you've said that I'm a lesser being. Who says that you're better than me? I suppose the manufacturer. Do I get to ask it a question? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do get a question if you want. What is really going on here? <laughs> the treadmill like has no fucking clue. He's like, dude, I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> He doesn't but, know about getting wiped down. <laughs> no, but uh, he does give you the secrets of how to be how to how to speed up because your character is kind of slow, and so because of your laser feelings, um, now I want you 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 move faster at a faster rate. <laughs> I download the speed settings on the <laughs> exactly. You, you download the speed settings now. You can go as fast or as slow as you want. You have been an adequate talking companion. <sighs> adequate you... is uh, not what I would describe myself as. I shall correct this in the future. <laughs> Do I have any um, weapons? I don't even know. Um, so, no, but we're getting there. Um, you're going to... Uh, I want you to... to, to uh, we're going to pan over to um, A.B. Fringle, your conversation with Paris. But Paris, you're starting to realize that you don't understand a single word that's coming out of either of their mouths. It, they're alien languages. <laughs> completely. Hello. How are you? I don't know. Oh, okay. I understand what's going on. Um, okay. Um. Uh, free swim started at three. You can just head through the door on the right. Um, I'm sorry, I'm not up on all the new hippie trends. Um, oh, sorry. So fellow. if this is like a new language from Burning Man, I don't understand. I, as soon as I realize, I don't know what he's saying. 
Um, can I, I want to search my pockets for a babble fish. Yes, perfect. So you have, uh, you have two babel fish. Oh, sweet. Okay, I'll give one to him. I guess I'll just put it in his ear. So you're gonna you s- put it in his ear. Yeah, you gotta. <laughs> and he's just like he's just like I don't I don't do drugs I don't do drugs. Uh, so he shoves it in your ear, Dennis, and it's like painful for a second. But the but then yeah. as soon as the babel fish is stuck in your ear. All of a sudden, A.B. Fringle is uh, speaking not Burning Man language anymore. <laughs> and I'm mid-sentence still speaking. And I'm like, uh, it's always an interesting place, but I don't know. Uh, I thought I could go and look around at the galaxy and see if I could find some. What? What? Wait, 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 wait. What kind of honky shit is this? <laughs> Hello, I'm A.B. Fringle. Um, Paris Dawkins says he's gonna extend his hand. I'll extend my one arm. Is it like a normal sized arm or is it like really long? And just repeat, <laughs> it's, it's super long, and I'll just repeat what he's doing, because I don't know what he's trying to signify to me, but I assume humans, when they say hello, they hold their hand in front of themselves. Uh, yeah, so you don't you don't go to meet for the handshake. It's just two arms extended. Usher one two three nine is going to like saunter over a little bit faster now uh, and say combat initiated. <laughs> <laughs> Paris is going to withdraw his hand quickly and be like, no, 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 no combat. I'm done with combat for today. I think I hit my head really hard when I was fighting with Mister Jenkins. And you start to notice that Mr. Jenkins is starting to wake up a little bit. But as he does, you realize that he fell into the um, into the closet. And as he gets up, you realize <laughs> that he was in a pile of towels. And then uh, A.B. Fringle, you notice those. Those are something those are a valuable asset to you. Oh, uh, I don't think I'm going to say anything. I'm just going to grab a handful of them. How many ta- how many towels do you want to grab? Six. Six. Perfect. Yes. All right. Um, I'm 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 sorry. Those are only for people with memberships <laughs> for free swim. I'm, um. Oh, uh, I'd like a membership, please. I was just gonna look at Mister Jenkins and say, "Threat identified." <laughs> I will. I will barter for one membership, one Earthling religion membership. I would love. <laughs> He's going to try to buy a membership off of you. How much of those memberships? It's the 70s, so it's like $10. (laughs) Just like flat, or? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't have that. Uh... No, you're you're definitely broke. (laughs) Okay, I'll turn to Usher. (laughs) I, I I think you want some sort of human rock or or dispensable we will have to raise this land <laughs> in order to acquire the currency shall i eliminate the threat okay let's do that all right so, <laughs> i was just going to walk over to mr jenkins and pick him up <laughs> yeah does he does he have any money on him and he's gonna he's gonna oh, hold him above him and then his wallet drops a- out of his back pocket <laughs> He's got a. He's definitely, and you notice as you as you look through his wallet, he's definitely got a YMCA membership card in there. Perfect. And then us just going to stuff Mr. Jenkins into his hatch. And as Mr. Jenkins is going in, he goes, "No, someone, someone tell my wife Barbara 
And then you that's that's all you hear. And he's dead. Oh no. He goes, Oh no, is he dead? That's not A.B. Frundle, that's Marcus. What? Humanoid, humanoid contamination, harvested. <laughs> and I say, whoa! Okay, well. I did what you said, friend. <laughs> die and let die, I suppose. <laughs> and I'll grab his money. As, as Avery's, like, handing the card to me, I'm just gonna absentmindedly just, like, swipe it through the machine <laughs> to get the, the transaction to go through, but he's just still staring. A shoe falls at off Usher, of Usher. like <laughs> A shoe get, expunges itself. As all of this is happening, you start to hear a low rumble, and you feel like low rumbles should be coming from the ground, but it's actually coming from the sky, somehow. And above the YMCA and above the Soul of Silver. So think of the Soul of Silver about the size of like a two-story house. Like it's about oh, the really same like t- height and width as a two-story house. But the ship that is currently flying over the Soul of Silver is about I think it'd be it would be about eight times the height of the Sears Tower. Essentially, and oh my God. above the Soul of Silver, you notice a giant box-size ship. It just—it just looks like a block. It looks like the ugliest thing you've ever seen into your in your entire life. And you—you you guys notice that outside the window, there's not only one above you, but it must be—I don't know—about ten miles away. There's another one in every direction, and every ten miles, there's another ship. And you look above you. And all of a sudden, uh, microphone feedback starts to to go through. As that's starting, I'm not really noticing, and I'm like, So, with my membership, how many human being rituals can I participate in per sequence of time? <laughs> I think I was just going to walk outside to like just look at the, uh, the, the approaching ships. <laughs> At, uh, Paris is going to follow Usher, but like still absentmindedly answering the question. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, Freeze swims at 3 o'clock every day. Um, you can either do racquetball or tennis once per day. Um, pool room's free all the time. And as this is happening, suddenly a large voice, what seems to be coming through almost every speaker inside the YMCA, starts to speak. People of Earth, your attention please. This is prosthetic Vogon Jelts of the Galactic Hyperspace Planning Council. As you will no doubt be aware, the plans for development of the outlying regions of the galaxy require the building of a hyperspatial express route through your star system. And regrettably, your planet is one of those scheduled for demolition. The process will take slightly less than two of your Earth minutes. Thank you. Uh, um, oh. does, does, does Usher know about the Vogons? <laughs> Oh, he definitely knows. He both, both, uh, um, both AB Fringle and um, uh, Usher know who the who the Vogons are, and you know that this is this is bad. This is trouble. The Vogons have the Vogons are here. AB, we should vacate this planet. Oh, well, you've got to build express routes, so I'll I'll take them <laughs> and go into the ship. The Vogons have deemed my kind obsolete. I do not like Vogons. Goodbye, Earthlings. 
Should we not take the ritual man with us? <laughs> oh, yeah. He can be a pet with the spider cat. I bought a membership. The monkey cat. <laughs> I said spider. <laughs> How else am I going to take advantage of my new membership? You should come with us. Come, human. Teach us of pool. <laughs> yeah. I want swims at 3.30. Yeah, with your membership, you also get free <laughs> therapy sessions. So. What is therapy? Oh, I'll teach you all about it. And Paris is going to head with them because he still assumes that the Babelfish was drugged <laughs> and that he's just extremely high at the moment. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so you're going to get on the when ship. When in Rome, you know. <laughs> um, do you want to take anything with you? <laughs> um, yeah, he's going to, before he leaves, he runs back um, and he grabs a picture of his, his adoptive parents. Perfect. So as you guys are getting up, the Vogans are saying more, and you can't really hear because the Soul of Silver is great about selective hearing, and it's very good about <laughs> it's very good about draining, uh, uh, filtering through what's important information and what's boring information, and this is definitely boring information. All right, so uh, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to take off. So, um, Marcus, uh, uh, who's flying the ship? Ab. Ab. All right, I need you to roll lasers to get this ship off the ground. Um, while this is happening, uh, Usher wants to grab the monkey cat and uh, present it to uh, to uh, Paris. <laughs> uh, and Paris is gonna like <laughs> he's gonna grab it, and I assume it goes wild. <laughs> yeah, it definitely it does. It starts you, like I am told. <laughs> it does like a shriek, but then also like a meow, like a shriek meow that couldn't you couldn't possibly oh recreate. A human couldn't make that sound. I'm gonna try right. So I'm four, and I got a six and a one, so I only have one success. One success? Oh, no. So, um, as you're getting the ship off the ground, um, you definitely barrel straight into the YMCA. (laughs) (laughs) And you destroy, like, half of this. And Dennis, uh, I mean, uh, Paris, you see this. What's your reaction to that? Uh, He has so many emotions wrapped up into it. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but I, I assume he's like he, he, he kind of arms the spider monkey, the space spider monkey in his arms as he's looking down as he watches the YMCA just turn into a YA uh, so, as a single tear rolls down his face so as you run into it, since you roll, since you uh, landed straight into a full ass building um, the bottom of your shield's gone the, no. you, you still have your surrounding shields and like the top of your shield because think of it as like a uh, the soul of silver is like a ball shape but the bottom, bottom of your shields fucking gone um, and as you're flying off um, you guys uh, uh, A.B. Fringle I don't think you're looking because you're definitely piloting it but Dennis as you're search as you're looking uh, as the back window of the um, soul of silver you see that the earth is like it's like tiny a bunch of tiny dots surrounding it and as you guys are flying off into the distance it just implodes and there's like a tiny little explosion in the center of where the earth used to be and then the sparks fade away 
And that is where we're going to end this session for today. Thank you guys so much for joining us for uh, episode one of Attack of the Feels. I have been uh, Hadley, your DM, and there has also been... Marcus, I'm playing A.B. Fringle. I'm so excited about this game. This is going to be weird. Can <laughs> I get a cleaner take of your name? Sorry. Marcus, I'm playing A.B. Fringle. I'm Nick, and I'm playing... Usher one two three nine. I'm Dennis, and I've been playing Paris Dawkins. All right, thank you so much. Tune in next time. Yeah. Do Do you want to record it as saying after, uh, "Attack of the Fields"? Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. And that's where we'll end our session today. This has been the episode one of "Attack of the Fields," or higher than four, less than two. Is that an alternate title or is that a subtitle? It's it's a it's both. than two.